Hi, I'm Suzanne and your host for Crosstalk, the IEEE EMC Society podcast. The podcast to discuss interesting topics on electromagnetic compatibility to our technical community. In this issue, we will talk with Vignesh Rajamani, newly elected EMC Society president, whose presidency started just now with the new year. Thank you, Vignesh, for your time being my guest in this podcast episode. Thanks, Suzanne. It's a pleasure to be here uh, in Looking forward to working with you guys and looking forward for my next two years of presidency. Thank you. Vignesh, um, would you like to introduce yourself in a few words to the audience who may not know you? For sure, yeah. So as you said, I'm Vignesh Rajmani. I'm the elected president for the Atropic EMC Society. In my day job, I work at a company called Exponent, specializing in failure analysis. Uh, we deal with failures uh, all across the border, from mechanical to electrical, Uh, to uh, civil, so on and so forth. Uh, in my previous life, I was also a professor at Oklahoma State University, uh, where I also got my graduate degrees, both the master's and my uh, doctorate, uh, specializing in statistical electromagnetics. Uh, I've been involved with the society for a long time. I started as a graduate student back in 2005 and uh, worked through a lot of different committees, serving as uh, technical committee chairs, uh, and also uh, as a VP of member services for about six years, and also had the privilege to be part of the, uh, the Distinguished Lecture Program for a couple of years, where I had an opportunity to travel to a lot of the chapters, meet those chapter chairs uh, in person, and be able to deliver some technical talks along the way. Um, after that, I got elected to be the president-elect, which I served in the year of 2021. And the calendar is 22 and 23. I'll be serving as the president of the EMC Society. Well, wow. I mean, Vignesh, that is quite a, a very deep involvement with the EMC Society. So uh, starting this new year, you're new president of the EMC Society. Would you like to describe what are your goals for the EMCS for the next years? Uh, sure. Yeah, firstly, I do have to thank the board of directors in entrusting me with this important role. It is no small feat to be following someone like Alistair Duffy, our past president, our immediate past president, who has accomplished so much over the past couple of years, given the challenging times that we have faced. From those experiences, we have learned a lot. We have learned how to run successful webinars and virtual events that benefited our membership, in addition to showcasing the technical prowess of the leading EMC companies that are part of our society. My plan is to continue to engage in such activities in the coming years and add to that the education offerings from our technical leaders, both from academia and the industry, that will benefit all of our membership. We're going to have some in-person conferences starting this year. These conferences are going to serve as a primary platform for us to engage in technical conversations in person and the networking that is associated with it. There are going to be multiple opportunities for our members to engage with experts and learn from our experts across all the disciplines of EMC. And this is not going to happen just at the conference where the in-person the in-person conference, but also uh, through other platforms that we've already engaging our membership with. My goal is also to be able to facilitate uh, this by working closely with the executive committee, especially with the VP of technical services and the technical advisory committee leadership. 
Our resource center is going to become a place where anyone that is new to the field of AMC or anyone who would like to brush up their fundamentals or anyone that is wanting to learn about an emerging AMC issue can go to and find lectures and training materials that will benefit them. We are also in the process of organizing some master classes and special topic lectures in addition to the global university lectures, which by the way are very popular during our symposiums. Um, these lectures will benefit our membership and these classes will also uh, be available for anyone that is interested in getting their CEUs or PDH, the uh, professional development hours that some companies demand uh, that is required for each individual under their professional development. So these are some of the things that we're going to focus on in the immediate future. Uh, a lot of the legwork has already been done, uh, has already been done by Alistair and the other executive committee members. Uh, I have been working very closely with them in the past couple of years. And since the legwork is in place, what we need to do is to put things in motion. And that's what I plan to do in the next couple of years. Mm -hmm. And uh, if there are listeners interested in, where can they find the information? Absolutely. One of the primary things that we're doing right now is to make sure that our website is, is on par, right? All the information about the society, all the things that you can find regarding the resource center, everything should be updated on the website. And if you are not finding something that you're looking for on the website, I do, uh, I do politely request you to send me a note and we will get that fixed ASAP. So our primary interface is going to be the website. We're also working with the IEEE to have some notifications on the IEEE app. And if you're an IEEE member and an EMC member or just an IEEE member, I would strongly recommend you to download the IEEE app as well. It's got a lot of interesting information about a lot of different societies. And we're going to have some notifications through that app. And if you're an EMC member, you will have some part of the webpage that is uh, that is going to have more information just for the EMC members. So uh, again, you know, I would highly suggest you to download the IEEE app and look for those notifications. Uh, we are going to be updating our information on that app as well. The other thing is the resource center. Uh, we should have links to the resource center directly from our website. And that resource center is going to have a lot of technical information uh, for beginners, for uh, you know, mid-career professionals, for students, uh, anyone that is interested in, in trying to get some lectures, trying to get an understanding of a certain topic in the field of the EMC, you should be able to find those lectures in our resource center. And those links will be available on our website as well. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And uh, just for the listeners, um, the website is www.emcs.org. Thank you. Yeah, sure. Um, Vignesh, another question. What do you see or wish for the future for the EMC society as well as for EMC? Oh, that's a, that's a very broad question. Let me try to answer it. Uh, the best I could, at least in two parts. When it comes to EMCS, uh, the EMC Society, as you know, is one of the leading technical societies um, that is serving under the, the mother IEEE. And uh, the EMC Society is something very personal for me. Uh, as I mentioned before, I did join the Society as a graduate student back in 2005, and that's where I presented my first paper. 
And I essentially grew up within the society, serving in very many different roles within the society to becoming a president, uh, you know, about, roughly about 16 years later. And that could not have been possible if not for the wonderful mentors that I've had over the years. They taught me what is right and wrong, and this is not just about the technical stuff, but also on how to work with people. And we underestimate what skill it takes to actually work with people and try to unite them and try to bring them together to accomplish some of the tasks, not just on the technical side of things, but all, more importantly, how to improve as a society, how to give back to the society. And I've had the opportunity to work with a lot of these great individuals who taught me on how to do this right. So hopefully I can keep up the promise and I can do a decent job. Saying all of that, naturally what I want is I want the students to be a bigger part of our society as they are going to be our future leaders. Each one of us as leaders within the society also have a role to teach our students on how to be good leaders. The mentorship and leadership qualities that we are going to uh, you know, pass on to our students, our future leaders, is going to be key for the success of our own society. When I served as a VP of Member Services, one of my goals was to establish student chapters and increase the number of joint chapters, uh, that is EMC chapters along with MTT or APS, uh, EMC chapters along with Vacator Technology Society chapters, uh, so on and so forth. And we've been moderately successful in that. We did start some good student chapters. However, due to the past two years, the COVID situation, um, a lot of activities that we have planned to do with the student chapters unfortunately could not happen. But I hope we rekindle that in 2022 and have a lot more student involvement uh, and uh, you know in, in the society. There are also more opportunities uh, with the technological advancements we have in terms of autonomous driving, development of air taxis, sensor integration at a larger scale, and smart grids, to name a few. None of these complex problems can be addressed by a single technical society under the IEEE. And this is where the EMCS can come in and help. There'll be certainly a leader in addressing any of these major issues, but EMC is going to be part, a key part, if not, uh, where our members and experts can contribute. My hope is to establish more joint chapters so there's more communication coordination between us and members of other societies and the technical leaders from us and the technical leaders from other societies to address these interesting problems and advance the technology at hand. So that is my, my view for the EMCS. Just in terms of EMC, to answer your other question, um, as I just pointed out, there are a lot of technological advancements that are happening right now, and each one of them is going to have some kind of an EMC issue that needs to be thought about at an early stage. As most of the accomplished EMC engineers will always tell you, these problems cannot be, EMC cannot be an afterthought. EMC has to be thought about at a prototyping stage where you're, you're incorporating those mitigation techniques as you develop those products so that you're not, you're not getting surprised at the end of it. So if you have to fix an EMC problem at the end where you're getting ready for production, uh, that's not a pretty situation to be in. It's not economical, it's not, it's not going to be functional. So the EMC issues uh, are, are, that need to be addressed at a very early stage is gonna be key. And for that, we need the awareness, we need the proper education. 
And that's where the EMC Society is going to help you. We're going to be uh, you know, engaging in a lot of different topics with a lot of our experts in trying to develop some of the standards that are associated uh, with the EMC technology right now so that some of these future problems can also be addressed, can also be thought about uh, on how to solve these things uh, in the near future. So in terms of EMC, what I see is a very bright future, a lot more complex problems, a lot more complex EMC issues. So if you're a student, if you're a beginner listening to this uh, EMC podcast, what I can tell you is there's going to be a lot of job security if you're if you're good at what you do with, as an EMC expert. So tune in and, uh, you know, get ready to learn. Uh, we are here to share what we know. We're here to learn from other individuals, from other experts, and you can gain a lot more by being part of the society. And that's uh, going to be our goal for the next couple of years. Wow, that's quite a very good long answer to that very broad question. Thank you, Vignesh. Sure. Susan, I also have a couple of things I want to talk about, not directly related to the questions you asked, um, but just in terms of expanding on the relationships that we already have with other societies and what we are trying to do uh, to, you know, increase that engagement. Yeah, sure. Please. Absolutely. So I also had the opportunity to serve as a sister society coordinator for the society. And along those lines, we have established a lot of sister society relationships. Uh, and through those relationships, we have been organizing joint workshops and other symposiums. We have published each other's research work and key articles in our magazine and generally under attribute explore. But there's room for growth here as well. I'm working with the VP of conferences and VP of communication along these lines to strengthen the already existing relationship and add and add in more to that list and work with those non-IEEE organizations um, and bring the work that they're doing uh, to our membership as well. Again, this is a value add for our members. The next thing is standards. IEEE standards, as you know, are widely recognized because of the technical tech that is needed to come up with a piece of document that is generally agreed upon by a number of engineers on how to perform a test, for example. If you know anything about engineers, you know they like to argue, and mostly for a good cause. This is engineering at its finest, and an important skill that every engineer should learn is negotiation. You're not going to have everything you want in a product, so learn to sacrifice and learn to prioritize your needs and wants. Standards education is important. In my day job, we have clients asking us what standards to use for a particular line of product. And once the standards are identified, they also need a lot of handholding on how to perform the test per the standard and what expectations they could, exceptions they could claim. This is a common issue. And what it tells us is there's, there's a need for better education towards the standards in general. On that line, I'm working with the VP of Standards to organize small lectures, small videos about standards and have an in, a more in-depth discussion on particular standards that are of high importance. These are some of the goals that I would accomplish, I would like to accomplish in my first year as the president of the EMC Society. I'm sure there are other things that will also bring our attention and we will address it as it comes by listening to our membership about their needs and where the EMC, where they think electronic compatibility society could help them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, cool. Thank you for clarifying some other points during your presidency. 
Um, just uh, to focus on the very near future, um, Vignesh, what projects are in the pipeline for the next year, or for this year, for the year which just started, the year 2022? Yes, um, I, I think I have answered most of that in, my, in your previous question, but let me summarize here quickly. Uh, mm -hmm. For 2022, what are our goals? The first goal is going to be organizing all the education offerings that we have within the society and streamline those and provide more educational opportunities to all our members, especially our students. We're going to provide more opportunities to collaborate with members from other technical societies and other technical areas, increasing our members' market value and the skill set that they need in their workforce. Engage in conversations where the EMCS could help our membership And in general, the focus is going to be on increasing the value of membership to our members. Mm -hmm. Cool. Thank you, Vignesh, for your short summary of the main projects, so to say. And uh, again, I would like to thank you for your time being my guest in this episode, sharing your plans for and with the EMC Society um, to the best of the Society members. So, Sam, if I can also add on for sure. 2022, what I cannot forget, and the most important thing for 2022 is going to be our in-person symposium at Spokane. Uh, as you know, we're organizing this event in August. Uh, we have received a record number of uh, special sessions for the symposium, and a lot of interesting papers and technical sessions uh, have been submitted as well. We're certainly looking forward to seeing everyone in person after a long couple of years. Uh, we, have, we miss seeing all the members. We miss seeing all those pretty faces at our symposium and, and, and be able to engage in this hallway conversations, which have led to a lot of interesting discussions over the years. So that is my hope is to be able to see all of you uh, at the conference. Um, and, and, and more than anything else, again, about the technical uh conversations that we're going to have, the in-person conversations that we're going to have about you and your workplace and your family and uh, you know, what you have in, in, in plan for the future. Uh, just just being friends, being at a, at a place together. That's what I'm, I'm looking forward to. So Suzanne, thank you again for this opportunity to engage with our listeners directly. I appreciate all the hard work that you've put in into this podcast series and all that you do in general for the society. I'm looking forward to working with you and the board members and the executive committee to set things in motion uh, as we laid out a very clear plan. I also want the listeners to know that I'm just an email or phone call away if there are any questions or concerns that I can answer. Thank you so much for introducing yourself. Um, Yeah, it's really easy to get in touch with Vignesh. And as you just got to know, he's very kind and hands-on person. So if you have anything you would like to reach out, just go ahead and contact him. And I'm as well very much looking forward to working with you, Vignesh, and as well looking forward to see each other at the Symposium 2022 in Spokane. Thank you, Suzanne. I'm not going to promise I'm going to have all the answers for the questions that comes in, but I can tell you that I can find the right person to answer those questions for you. So thank you again. Uh, cheers, everyone. Wish you all a very happy and healthy 2022. Uh, until next time, bye-bye. Thank you, Vignesh. 
And if you wish to learn more about EMC, get the latest input from science and the industry, stay tuned and sign up to Crosstalk, the podcast to discuss interesting topics on electromagnetic compatibility to our technical community.